What's up, what's up? This is the All-in-One Sports and Entertainment Podcast. We're back with your host, just me, OT. Uh, first thing I want to do is apologize to everyone, you know, for us being high, uh, you know, high in a hiatus pretty much. We've been gone for a while. But, um, you know, the reason why, for me at least, I, I was sick, and I still kind of am sick. And uh, Jonathan's been busy with stuff. You know, his his job has been keeping him pretty much, you know, whipped or in a cage or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he hasn't been he hasn't been able to to do much. And uh, and then all you know, his free time he he does his videography and stuff like that. But yeah, we do apologize. We were supposed to have a, a SummerSlam special with the guys from Ramblemania. As some of you may know, we we did like a cross show. We was on their show, and you know we we did predictions of the matches and stuff like that. And then they were supposed to come on our show, and we was gonna talk about uh, what we thought about SummerSlam. Uh, unfortunately, that was unable to happen. I got re- you know I got really sick. I had a virus. I, you know, like I said, I'm still recovering. I'm not a hundred percent as of yet. But I'm here and, uh, you know, you got to do what we got to do. I uh, want to keep the show going. And, you know, definitely had to release some sort of content um, for your entertainment pleasure. <laughs> but no, anyways, uh, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot been going on these past few days, actually. Um, the biggest one right now is... You know, the Colin Kaepernick Nike deal. You know, that just happened. Of course, uh, other things, you know, the NFL season begins tonight. You know, today's, I'm recording this on Thursday. I think it's tonight. Falcons versus the Eagles, which I'm excited about. You know, I, I love football. So I'm excited to see football come back. Um, I'm excited for the Giants. Um, they they're promising. I'm not saying they're they're a Super Bowl team, but they should be a playoff team in my opinion. You know, I'm gonna give uh, division by division predictions of who I think is gonna win the division. I'm not gonna go beyond that. I'm not gonna say who I think wins the Super Bowl or anything like that because <clears throat> I'm not quite sure. Uh, the easy route is just to say the Patriots are gonna win, right? <laughs> uh, what else? You gonna we gonna talk about? Eminem and his Kamikaze album, you know, the disses that he has, dissing guys like Joe Budden, uh, Little Yachty, oh, he mentioned Little Yachty, uh, Charlemagne the God, Little Pump, Little Zan, he mentioned, you know, he mentioned a lot of, a lot of names, uh, Machine Gun Kelly as well, who also responded back, you know, I'm definitely going to talk about that type of stuff. Also, we're gonna talk about some baseball, MLB heading towards <clears throat> heading towards the the playoffs. You know the the pennant races that are going on right now. You know, give a little update on the divisions and shit like that. Um, it, some of them are really tight, especially the wild card. You know, Yankees and and Oakland, which had a just had a good a good series with each other. You know, they're tight. <clears throat> you know, we're going to talk about stuff like that. I'm sorry if I'm clearing my throat a lot. Like I said, I, I am a bit sick. Um, 
but we gotta move on. We gonna do this shit. You know, maybe some random shit, whatever random shit I can think of. May talk about some boxing as well. Uh, we have uh, a good fight coming up this weekend. Uh, Sean Porter versus Danny Garcia. I'm gonna give my thoughts on that, and also uh, my thoughts on possible fight, which I supposedly is signed, but you know hasn't been officially announced. Uh, WBC heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder versus the lineal champion Tyson Fury, which that should be great, and it's possible that I'm actually going to to this Saturday's fight, Porter Garcia, and also next week we have Triple G. Versus Canelo, which I would like to dissect as well. So, we have a lot to talk about. OT in the motherfucking house. Oh, and by the way, I apologize if you guys hear, like, sound. Because I do have the AC on. It's really hot today. It's been fucking scorching these past few days in New York. And I have the AC, like, hitting my face. So, obviously, the mic is in my face. So, you might just hear... You might just hear, uh... Shit. You know, sound and shit, but, you know, just bear with me, alright? It's fucking hot. So, yeah, just fucking bear with me, alright? So, anyways, let's start with this Ka- Colin Kaepernick thing. Now, the crazy thing is that the com- uh, the commercial, which I seen, and I actually liked it. The commercial uh, is going to premiere on TV during the Falcons versus Eagles game. So that's pretty interesting. I'm gonna, I'm sure we're going to see these fucking idiotic videos of of people fucking breaking their TVs and shit like that, uh, saying fuck you to him or even burning their TVs cuz that's the idiocy, the ignorance that we're seeing in this country nowadays. So it came out a few days ago that um that Nike's going to have a campaign with Colin Kaepernick quick summary on him he's the guy that that started the kneeling thing you know protesting police brutality and um you know injustice in in this country against against minorities and it got a big backlash um when that news came out there were i've seen videos of people cutting their socks cutting their shirts nike shirts nike socks Burning their sneakers, burning socks, burning shirts, burning hats, throwing them away. All because Nike decided to to side with Colin Kaepernick. Um, and that shit is just pathetic. It's just pathetic to me. I just think people like to like to turn the bl- the blind eye. They like to put on a mask and act like shit is not happening in this country. I've heard it. I've heard it all. I've heard people say that my certain minorities are lazy, you know, they have the opportunity in this country. This that and the third. Some of that is true and some of that is false. You know, to to put in a group of complete group of people and say that they're lazy, that they don't do shit, is fucking false. Um, a lot of these people don't, just don't get the chance. We get brought up in in tougher conditions than these other people do. You know, and I'm not trying to make this like a race thing or whatever, but let's just be realistic. Obviously, in this country, 
um, I'm not gonna say all, most white people have it better. You know, they grow up better in better conditions than let's say black people or Hispanics, right? This is basically what the truth is. It's not like that all the time, because it, it, you know there is some uh, black folks out there that do have money and whatever, you know, and, and also other minorities, right? But the truth is, my, a, a lot of minorities we come from a from a tough background. I'm a minority as well, you know. The only, you know, with me, I took a different path than other people do. Some people take the, the wrong path. And that's why some sometimes I don't have sympathy towards people that are going to, that took a certain path in their life. Like, let's say they became, they got in a gang or whatever, and something happens to them. I don't sympathize with them too much because that's the life they chose. And you really do have a choice. But. Also, um, people who who try to choose the right way, sometimes there's roadblocks because you you know because you're the skin of you know because of the color of your skin, and it's just in fact true. That is in fact true. And out there in the streets, there's a lot of injustice going on. There's a lot of racial profiling that is going on by people and by law enforcement. As we see, we see these videos of of a woman calling the cops on a black family and a barbecue. They were doing a barbecue at a park or whatever. And just recently, the nine one one footage uh, video or whatever audio came out, and even the freaking operators like, "Yo, are you okay? Like, you fucking need you need some meds or some shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this lady was literally petrified, and a lot of people are petrified of a lot of." People are petrified of black people because they have this perception of them. But not all black people are the same. Not all white people are the same. Not all Hispanics are the same. Not all Middle Eastern are the same, you know, because a lot of people have this phobia on Middle Eastern people, too, of being terrorists. But the fact is that there is a I've at least in, in my lifetime, I've met a lot of nice Middle Eastern people like they're they're actually my neighbors are Middle Eastern and they're they're as nice as it can be, you know. But a lot of people have this phobia on them. Now, <clears throat> it's it's extremely ignorant to be burning sneakers, fucking cutting up socks and shit like that when there's homeless people of all kinds of fucking race that need that type of shit. But instead, you decide you want to burn it because Colin Kaepernick is fighting for a cause, a cause that you fucking turn your face on because you want to believe that it's it's not that it doesn't exist, but it is true. And it's just sad to me, even though the original, the original message that Colin Kaepernick was trying to send has been totally erased and is all about a flag now, that a lot of people choose a cloth, a piece of cloth over human beings. And what you guys have to understand, and what I mean by you guys is whoever is against Colin Kaepernick. What you guys have to understand is that that flag, that so-called flag that you guys are saying, this American dream, this perfect picture that you guys paint of the United States of America is false promising these people. 
They can't walk in the streets without being racially profiled. Or us, even. I actually say us because even me. I've been racially profiled. And I've been... I, you know, I had something happen to me that shouldn't have happened to me. And fuck it, I'll share it in the air. Uh, it was like, what, like 2 o'clock in the morning? We just came out of the, the, the studio, the music studio, me and my brothers. Uh... We're going towards my brother's car. I open his car with fucking keys, by the way. And I go inside the car. Next thing you know, a fucking unmarked vehicle. And by the way, just to let you know, I'm not against officers at all. Like, you know, like uh, I, they, they put their lives on the line each and every day. But at the same time, it's all about fairness to me. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to protect us, not not abuse the law. For some cops, at least some, but there's there's tons of f- police officers that are not bad, and I've met them. You know, I, I um, I know a few of them, and they're good people. You know, not it, it, that's another thing is that people have this bad perception perception about cops. But anyways, back to the story. They come out, they freaking take us out of car, and I and I ask them what's going on, and they don't freaking want to answer. So one cop is white, a Caucasian cop. Two were Hispanic cops and one was African American. So as I'm being freaking pulled, <clears throat> pushed against the fucking car, uh, the Caucasian cop starts to pat me down, and this fucking asshole grabs my balls and squeezes the shit out of my balls. I'm sorry, my throat's itchy. I'm a bit sick. He squeezes the shit out of my balls. My brother sees that he did that. But he told me not to react. You know, he didn't tell me, but with his face, he kind of nodded. And I didn't react. Because that's what the cop wanted me to do. He wanted me to react. And then it would have been like assault against an officer or, or, you know, something more... Serious. And after they patted us down and they found absolutely nothing, they finally told us why they took us out the car. <clears throat> they said that they've been, there has been um, a lot of car theft around the area, and that's why they they did that. But we was like, we have keys, and you could have asked us for a fucking like registration or some shit, and there would have been proof. And we, you know, we all sat in the car like normal. It's not like we was in the car searching for shit. You know what I mean? Like, this shit was fucking crazy, man. And that, I know for sure what they did was illegal. And, you know, I got sexually assaulted. But, you know, us, you know, being from the streets or whatever. I'm not saying that I'm a gangster or not like that. But, you know, I do understand the streets. We just let it pass by and we just like, fuck it. We, you, you know, just continue living our lives. So, you know, I understand where what you know I understand that side of things and the truth is people have gotten worse you know you've seen deaths that shouldn't have happened some yes I understand you know it's your it's my life or your life like Tupac used to say my life or your life yay yay it's either my life or your life but the thing is that you know sometimes you do see videos where it looks like they're gonna reach for a gun or they're resisting or whatever something weird is going on and then the cops react 
But when there's other ones where it's like, you know, they have their hands up and, you know, and then they freaking start putting them to the ground and then they fucking choke them to death. That's that's a different story. You know, there is social injustices in this society. And this is what Colin Kaepernick is fighting for. I I know if it was the other way around, let's just say. And, and you know, it's mostly just ignorant rednecks. You know what I mean? Let's just say it was the other way around. People would probably praise him. Well, yes, you know, you're fighting for what's right. That's what Colin Kaepernick is doing. He's fighting for what's right. He's sending a message out there. And he did it in the biggest platform that he could, which was the NFL. Now, I don't, I disagree with the way he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was doing it during the national anthem. I felt like he should have done it differently because if you're, if you are, um, if some people find that offensive, you know, you should just stop and, and do it a different way. But I understand why he was doing it because it, it, it was bringing attention. You know what I mean? But the point is, Colin Kaepernick is no longer in the NFL. He's no longer kneeling during the national anthem or doing anything like that. This is a, a absolutely different platform. Now he's using this platform to send a message to make life better for other human beings. Why is that hard? Why is that hard to accept? He's just trying to make things more even in this country, you know, more the this American dream that's sold, you know, that, that this country advertises. So instead of you fucking ignorant fucks out there, and it's not just it's not just white people, it is other ignorant fucks from other race. Or, you know, some white people, you know, freaking rednecks and shit like that. Because not all white people are the same. Like I said, not all white people are the same. There is white people out there that are fighting the same cause. And there's, there's you know, beautiful white people out there. Just like every other race. But for these ignorant fucks, for all race, all whoever the fuck is, is, is against Colin Kaepernick, you guys need to change your, mind, your mindset and try to work towards... Harmony, not division. You know what I'm saying? Togetherness, not division. When 9/11 happened, when 9/11 happened in this country, this it was the most togetherness I've ever felt in my life, especially in New York. You know, it was like you know we were brothers and sisters. You know, we went through 9/11 together. You know, uh, but and then like as time went on, it's just like you know division. It went back to you know it split again. You know, so. Let's stop turning the blind eye. The facts are there. It's happening today. As we speak, probably somewhere in some fucking, in some state somewhere, some black kid is being stopped and, and, and searched, and he's just, all he's doing is riding his bike. You know what I mean? All he's doing, he ha- I mean, it's still hot outside, but he has a hoodie on, and he's just fucking walking the streets, eating Skittles, you know? Like, let's stop this shit, you know? And let's 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 get more together instead of making this fucking division that's going on in this country. Let's get more together.
And life will be better for everyone. For me, for you, for everyone. And that's just the facts. And then obviously we have our our great leader. Our great leader, Donald Trump. He obviously he has to tweet something negative. Like he 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 tweeted his disapproval saying that is is a bad message. You show us a fucking good message then, Mr. President. You show us the fucking way. Show us the fucking way of how to fix this. Because you fucking sure as hell is not. Actually, you have created more division in this country than than in my lifetime. I'm not going to say than ever before because obviously is, you know, we know the history. In my lifetime... This fucker has not done anything for unity. Nothing. And a lot of these fucking ignorant fucks look up to this man. They look up to this man. And the man that's supposed to be you know, a mentor to all of us, Mr. President, is give, he's giving the wrong message. If you think that's the wrong message, then you fucking tell us what's the right message. What is the right one? Because he's fighting for something he believes for. Just like us, individually, when we believe in something, we're going to fight for that. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, let's say you're in a... Uh, this happens a lot. Let's say you're in a relationship... Let's say you're a female, you're in a relationship, and your family dislikes the guy you're with, and they want you to break up with him and leave him or whatever, but you love him, and you're going to fight for your love. You're going to fight for that love. You're going to fight for acceptance. That's basically what's happening in this country. But Mr. fucking Donald Trump is saying, no, that's the wrong message. How? How? Explain how the fuck that's the wrong message. Fucking <laughs> It's fucking crazy bro This shit is crazy I, you know, I, I never thought We was gonna get a more dumber president After After George Bush I never thought But we do We do All he has on him <clears throat> Right now is that he, The stock market is doing good Other than that <sighs> Dude's a failure I don't give a fuck what you say you know, people just vote. Some people voted for him just to, just to, because they admire who he is, because he's Donald Trump. You know what I mean? But in reality, the working class and the poor, what he has done for us. You know what I mean? I'm a working class. You can, I guess you can consider me middle class. What the fuck has he done for me? Nothing. What he's, what he has he done for the rich? A lot. A lot that they don't need, pretty much. But anyways, enough with this fucking po- uh, politics. I mean, you know, unfortunately, politics is spewing into sports more than ever, thanks to uh, our great leader. But um, let's get into some sports. So the NFL is starting tonight, and I'm excited. We have, oh, well, today's Thursday, so Thursday night. 
is going to be the Super Bowl champions Eagles versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and, you know, and I'm excited for it because that means football's back. And this Saturday, I actually, I did a draft. I'm in a, I'm in a league. I was a little pissed off because there's 10, 10, 10 uh, players, and I came out number 10 in the draft. So I was a little mad at first, but throughout, you know, I did a lot of homework. Um, during mock drafts, I did a, I put myself very low in case some shit like this was to happen. And it did, but I think I, I, I drafted pretty good. Um, on my offense, and just to, you know, I'm not going to say too much, all the players, but I got Cam Newton <clears throat> as my quarterback. Very good. I got Odell Beckham Jr. as my as my wide receiver. My other wide receiver from uh, the Seahawks, I got Doug Baldwin. My running backs, I have uh, Melvin Gordon the third. I think I think he's going to have a good year, hopefully, for me. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Kenan Drake as well. My tight end is Doyle. You know, my tight end is, is a little weak. I have uh, uh, Jamal Williams. You know, my, my running backs is pretty okay. For being number 10, I think I did it. I think I did good. And I'm in a different league than last year. Last year, I was in the same league where Jermaine was our former co-host, but I'm not. I'm no longer in that league. I'm in the league where I was two years ago, which is called Sunny League, and oh, well, it's the third annual Sunny League, which is my my boy's son's name. So I'm back, and hopefully, I'm here to win it. <laughs> But anyways, a lot has been going on in the NFL. My, you know, I'm a big Giants fan. My man, Odell Beckham Jr. is getting paid, my man. And also is Aaron Rodgers. So, Odell becomes the highest paid wide receiver of all time. And he is currently the highest paid in the league. So... His contract is worth $95 million, which includes $65 million guaranteed. Now, there's a lot of people that think he doesn't fucking deserve that shit. You know? I think he does deserve it. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of NFL players deserve more than what they're getting. There's not a lot of guaranteed contracts out there that is worth that high. So, you got to just be happy for any NFL player who can get something who can get something, you know, other than a quarterback, who can get something like that. So I'm happy for him, you know, and I'm happy that he stays, he's, that he's staying a giant because he is, he is some, uh, he is a talent that, that doesn't come by often, you know, if, if he's healthy. I, th- I really truly think that Odell Beckham, at the end of his career, can be mentioned with the guys like, you know, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, guys like that. I really do think so. 
he is he is to me right now and this is just my opinion he is the best wide receiver in the league if healthy if he's not healthy you know what he wasn't last year um so hopefully this year we get to see him full full throttle full full force and we get to see what all that Beckham can do and obviously he creates havoc in the field you know uh he can have double teams on him and all the receivers are going to be open like you know Shepard or whoever and also with the Giants we have Saquon Barkley who is supposed to be like a, a freaking running back out of this world but you know he was in college at least but we'll see how he's going to transition in the NFL which I'm, which I hope is is something good, and and Eli is gonna have more weapons out there, and hopefully he'll have a good year, and the Giants will have a good year. As far as Aaron Rodgers go, as we expected, you know, a lot of people believe that he is the best quarterback in the league right now, even better than Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady is old; he is 41 years old or getting there. So, for Aaron Rodgers, he agreed to four years, 134 million con- uh, contract ex- extension. So that can be worth uh, up to 180 and 180 million if he hits all his incentives. So if he hits um, certain goals, certain milestones, uh, certain yardages, certain certain uh, touchdowns or whatever, it will increase to 180 million. And he has 67 million guaranteed. So the man is getting paid. The man is rich. The man is getting paid what he definitely deserves. I do agree that he is the best quarterback in the NFL, pure quarterback. The best clutch quarterback is definitely Tom Brady. And, you know, Tom Brady is its just amazing with him. And, I mean, he is he is in his 40s, and he is just, like, still elite. He's, you know, winning Super Bowls and stuff like that. Is, or going into the Super Bowls like he did. Like he's been doing these past few years is amazing to me. So... You know, he's definitely one of the elites, but eventually, you know, Father Time is undefeated. So eventually, eventually, um, he will have to retire. He will have to retire, and there will be no more Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers will continue. And in other news, we have. You know, in other news with the NFL, fuck. Hold on, I'm trying to pull up my my uh, my sheet over here. All right, so uh, the Avion Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's holding out. <laughs> he's holding out because he wants a bigger contract, and his teammates. His teammates are pissed off about it. His offensive line men are pissed off about it. You know, some of them are saying "fuck him." You know, he's 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 selfish. When when you start hearing things like that, it doesn't. It's not good. And they, uh, you know, they also said that when they asked one of the guys when he comes back, how is it going to feel? They said it's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward. So now, this man has broken. His trust in the locker room, so I don't know how that's going to be in the field when he does come back. Um, however much weeks he's going to do, hold out. 
So I don't know if people are going to, especially his offensive linemen, every time he runs the ball, if they're going to fight for him, you know? I mean, hopefully they do and they put that shit aside because, you know, it's all about team, even though I guess Bell is not about the team. But his teammates are pissed off, and this guy could be holding out all the way to like eight weeks. <laughs> so, you know, he believes that that the they, since he's, he becomes a free agent next year, that they're going to outwork him this year and then fuck up his body. And that's the, that's the reason why he's holding out. He wants a contract extension with the Steelers, you know, to make sure that he's going to get what, what's worth, which I understand. Which I, you know, I understand. Look at a guy, you know, just crossing over to baseball. But look at a guy like Jose Bautista, who he wanted a big contract. You know, he didn't sign a contract with the Blue Jays because he felt like he deserved more. And then he turned to shit and he never got the big contract. So that shit hurts. So I kind of understand what's going on with Bell. But hey, man. When when your team starts starts getting pissed off at you and shit like that, you gotta you kind of gotta, you know, maybe just put your pride aside and and be there for your team. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen there, but it, it you know it's, it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting to see what's gonna happen out in Pittsburgh. So we'll see. I mean he he's a he's a big he's a big key to their success. A really, really big key to their success, and it can it can end up hurting the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially if the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves like, you know, just above water, like above a little bit above five hundred or even below that. They're gonna really start blaming him. Like fingers are gonna start pointing towards Bell. So that's something to definitely you want to keep your eye on, definitely, definitely. So just want to give since the, the the season is starting. A quick predictions of of the teams that I think are going to win their division. And I'm not going to go beyond that because I don't know who's going to win in the playoffs. Like I said before, the easy route would just be like, oh, you know, the Patriots are going to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just go the easy route. But I'm going to go division by division, and I'm going to say who I think is going to win their division. So in the AFC East, I give it to the Patriots for sure. The Patriots, I think, are going to win the division. And I think the Jets are going to be right behind them. And I think the Jets are... I think they're going to be a good enough team. Hopefully, um, everything goes right with them that they will make it to the to the wild card. I think they're going to be a wild card team. In the AFC West... Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't know who... I, I don't know, maybe the Chiefs. I think the Raiders, they're not as good as they were last year. So I don't see the Raiders winning it. I don't think the Broncos neither. So it's the Chiefs and maybe even the Chargers. But I give it to the Chiefs. The AFC North is going to be pretty interesting because, like I said, the Steelers are there. Bell is no is not in the team. He's going to hold out for who knows how long. But I do think that the Steelers will still edge out the division. Yeah, I give it to the Steelers. I think the Browns are going to have a better year than last year. You know, they're building um, They're building the, the right way. Hopefully, Mayfield is, the, is 
is the quarterback that they've been long searching for. And if he is, I think that they're going to be heading finally to the right direction. The AFC South, I give it to the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to win. They have a they have a, a good defense. I think it, they're, they're being run really great. They have a good uh, running back in... <clears throat> yeah, I think they have a good running back. And I say the Titans are probably going to come second. Maybe, maybe the Colts. I don't know. That's a good division. It's a good division. The NFC East. <laughs> That's where my Giants are. I'm going to give it to the Giants. And here's the reason why. Carson Wentz is injured. I don't know when is he coming back. Nick Foles has did horrible in the preseason. I mean, things can change, but I just don't see him being the same Nick Foles he was during the playoffs last year. And the Cowboys can also maybe win the division, but I, I don't know. I just don't see him to be as dominant as, as like two years ago. So I give it to the Giants. Um, I will only give it to the Eagles if Wentz comes back soon, sooner rather than later, and he comes back to his old ways. Then they're going to be a huge problem, and I still think they're a problem, and I, and I think they will still reach the playoffs maybe by by wild card or vice versa. You know, the Eagles win the division and the Giants hopefully will have a winning season and make it to the playoffs maybe via the wild card. The NFC West, we have the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. I give it to the Rams with the 49. Oh, I mean, sorry, the Seahawks going to the wild card or vice versa. I think it's going to be pretty close. NFC North, I give it to the hmm. NFC. This one is tough. It's definitely between the the Vikings and the Packers. I'm gonna give it to the Packers this year. Yeah, I'll give it to the Packers. I think the Packers are gonna win. The NFC South is another tough one because the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints are pretty good. But I'm gonna give it to the Falcons. I think the Falcons are gonna win the division, and maybe the the Panthers close second but it's gonna be you know i'm not an expert in football i mean, I know about football but i'm not an expert but i think it's gonna be a pretty good season of football possibly <laughs> you know reason why i say possibly because i was just thinking you know i did go to the uh, giants preseason game against the patriots and there was a lot of flags man and and the flags that we're mostly coming out as, you know, I guess the Giants, whereas the using your head, you know. And or leaning with your head during the tackle. And I think that's gonna be called like crazy this year, and I think a lot of people are gonna be turned off by it. I was turn I was certainly turned off by it. So as far as competition level goes, obviously as every year go it's gonna be great. Hopefully my Giants keep my interest in. And obviously my fantasy league. But I do think that it's, this year is going to be about about that. It's going to be about the flags. That's going to be the, the story of this year. Outside of this fucking national anthem thing and this kneeling thing. Or staying in the locker room thing. Outside of that, I think that's going to be the definitely the, the high... The, the big news of this football season, as it always is, there's always some shit, man. There's always fucking some shit with the NFL. Like, like it's like they can never have a, 
a year where there's not no controversy. You know, we had the year where where the referees um were holding out. I don't know if you guys remember that. And then they had the fucking backup referees that were horrible. And Roger Goodell was like, Oh, they're great they're great. Their dress is good. Fuck out of here, man. They fucking sucked ass. They were making horrible calls from the start. From week one. Fucking horrible. Uh, but anyways, let's switch it up right now. This uh, I'm going to talk about boxing in a bit. But let's take it off sports <clears throat> for a little bit. Let's talk about kamikaze. Now, it hit me by surprise just like everybody else did. Now, the day before, the, uh, two days prior, Eminem had came out with a song for Venom, the movie Venom. And I was like, oh, okay. Usually when some something like that happens... That usually means the artist may be coming out with something soon. So I was like, oh, maybe Eminem is coming with an album soon or something. Shit. It was super soon. Like, a day or two later, Kamikaze comes out. And it was fucking awesome, man. I liked it a lot. Um, I listened to Revival only one time. And I was like, this shit fucking sucks, man. And I love Eminem. Eminem is my favorite rapper. But that shit was horrible. And I don't know. Hopefully, um, Kamikaze will be a change. Will be a change on Eminem's career and go back to the way he used to be. And what I mean by that, I mean like, you know, after Kamikaze, he's just, he's just continued throwing flames, bro. And like I said, the, the album was fucking great. He dissed a lot of fucking people. The man did not like. He did not like the fact that they were talking shit about him. And and he just killed everyone in the songs. It's crazy. So in the song, The Ringer, <clears throat> that's when he, he goes ham. He goes ham. He, men- he, he mentions a lot of names. He mentions Lil Yachty. He mentions... Um, Machine Gun Kelly, I believe, is that, or is it? I don't know. I, I get him mistaken. I think it's Fall. But anyways, in the album, he mentions Joe Budden, Machine Gun Kelly. You have your little Yachty, little Pump, little Zan. He mentions Ja Rule. He mentions Charlemagne. <clears throat> Who else am I missing here? I'm sure I'm missing a few names, but. The fact is, he kills him. He ki- he he killed Joe Budden. He said, "The only hit you have is smacking bitches." Wow, wow, that's 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 pretty strong. That's fucking pretty strong. Um, he also he also this Machine Gun Kelly, which he he dissed back Machine Gun Kelly. He um he did a diss back to Eminem and it was pretty good I liked it I hope Eminem um, cause I really truly believe Eminem and he's prepared for everyone everyone he mentioned I'm sure he he's ready to he's ready to roll and kill them so I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna diss Machine Gun Kelly back and probably just end his career but I must say Machine Gun Kelly did his thing um, when I first saw that he he dissed Eminem back I was like uh this shit's probably whack but and then I heard it and I was like hmm this it's actually pretty good You know Things he says about him Or whatever um, it, It's pretty good It's pretty good But at, at the end of the day Eminem 
it's not just about the dissing people. It was the flow, his lyrics. It was just all good. Uh, my favorite songs from the album, The Ringer, Greatest. I really like Ready to Lucky You was really good too. I liked, I didn't like Stepping Stones too much. That's when he talks about D12 or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Not Alike uh, with Royce the 5'9 was good. I liked it. Kamikaze I liked. Fall I liked. Uh, nice Guy and Good Guy was okay. I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm not a, much of a fan of Jessie Reyes. Like, I've heard other songs of hers. And I don't know. She's just, I guess she's just not my cup of tea. And then, you know, they had the Venom, the Venom song. I'm, I wasn't really a fan of the Venom song neither, to be honest. But other than that, like 80% of the album I liked because I liked The Ringer. That's one. Greatest two, Lucky You three. Oh, I like Normal four. Not a like five, Kamikaze six, Fall seven. So that's seven out of one, two, three, four. Well, no, the skits don't count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven songs. And. The nice guy, good guy, uh, it was okay. So I didn't dislike it. The only song I really disliked was the Venom song and and the stepping song, stepping stone song. So it was it was a really good album, and I've listened to it multiple times. And there's not many albums out there that I will listen to multiple times, to be honest. And 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 this includes like Spanish songs too, like reggaeton and shit like that, because obviously I, I'm a big fan of the urban music, the Spanish, but. I've listened to it multiple times and I, and I and I like it and I hope I'm mean, the next whatever next project he comes out with is something similar to Kamikaze. He, do, he doesn't need to mention people, but it's just the flow. Everything was more modern to me. And revival, I felt like it was it wasn't modern, and I don't know. I feel like he was trying too hard. Like there was a like a few trap songs where I was like, what the fuck, like this shit is whack. Like he didn't try as hard, but this one you can tell. He was hurt. He was hurt about that revival shit, and and he came out swinging. He came out fucking swinging, and it was fucking def. And and I think it went number one in like fucking sixteen countries in one day, and he's selling like crazy. So you got you got to give it up. He is a rap god. He is a rap god, and I think you know a lot of people don't want to give him his props because maybe because he's white, but I think Eminem is definitely. The best rapper to ever live, the best pure rapper to ever live, the pe- the best pure liter- lyricist who ever lived, in my opinion. As far as like you know, hits goes and club bangers, no, he's he's not there. He's not in that level. You know, he doesn't have much club bangers. He's not about that. You know, you <clears throat> you wouldn't hear Eminem in, in a club really, unless you're like, you know, in a fucking country somewhere that maybe you'll hear him, but. Big props to Eminem, man. Big fucking props. He's trying to keep real hip-hop alive, man. And that's what I like about it. But anyways, um, just to close it up, you know, let's talk a little bit about boxing because I'm excited that this Saturday I'm most likely going to be going to Danny Garcia versus Sean Porter, which is going to be great. So on Saturday we have we have – you know, a good list of boxing, man. We have starting off in in uh, 
in Birmingham, England, you have Amir Khan, former world champion, versus Samuel Vargas. Uh, Samuel Vargas was talking a little shit about him. He was like, oh, Amir Khan's time is over. You know, his time is done. I'm going to kick his ass, whatever. <clears throat> but let's be honest, man. You're not You're not going to be Amir Khan. You're not. Amir Khan, he's, he's, he's a seasoned veteran. He's still pretty fast. So they say that the first thing that goes is, is your speed. The last thing that goes is your power. So, but, you know, Amir Khan is still pretty fast, man, from what I've seen in his last fight. I, st- I see him winning by... By decision, unanimous decision, I think he's going to win. Uh, what else we have here? Hmm. We have a few other fights. I mean, I don't know who th- these other guys are. Andrew Maloney. This is on the ESPN Plus app from Australia versus Luis, Con- Luis Concepcion. So, Andrew, Andrew Maloney, if I'm saying his name right, 17 and 0 with 10 knockouts. Concepcion is 37 and 6 or 26 knockouts. So you can tell that Concepcion is probably a journeyman. So I I think Andrew will win that one. Then we also have on HBO. Wow, HBO is actually doing something from the forum. Inglewood, California. Juan Francisco Estrada. Yes, I've heard of him. Versus Felipe Oruta. Felipe is 36 and 4. Estrada is 36 and 3. Estrada's definitely the more seasoned veteran. I I give it to Estrada winning. Yeah, I think Estrada's definitely going to win. I think that that's his that's his fight. So, now let's get to the juicy stuff. Danny Swift Garcia versus Sean Showtime Porter. That's going to be a good fight, man. A really, really good fight. Probably a 50-50 fight. A lot of people are picking Danny Garcia, and I understand why, you know. Uh, Danny, he always finds he always finds a way to win. Even though it may not be the prettiest, but he always finds a way to win, except for, obviously, the, the, the Keith Thurman fight. Which I thought he lost. I don't know why. His team thought he won. He think he won. I don't know what the fuck. Or anybody who thought he won. I don't know what fucking fight you guys are watching. He clearly lost that fight. The thing was is that Keith Thurman took his foot off the pedal towards the end. And I'm sure if he didn't, he probably would have watched him. Like, watched him, watched him. I think Keith Thurman is is in another level. Or was in another level. I don't know if he is now. He's been sidelined for a really fucking long time. Keith Thurman... Is on another level. Now, Keith Thurman beat Porter. It was a really close fight, but I also th- th- thought Keith Thurman won. I went, I actually went live, and I thought, seeing it live, that Sean Porter won because he was aggressive. He was catching him a lot. But and then I watched it on TV. You know, round I, I, I did round per round. I was scoring it, and I, I think um, Thurman definitely won that fight. As far as this fight goes... I'm personally going for Sean Porter. I really liked him. I, I really like his style of fighting. He's very fan friendly. You know, he he goes forward. He's very rugged. I'm going for Sean Porter, and I hope he wins. But I'm edging out Danny Garcia, maybe possibly beating him by by uh, split decision. Just because Danny, he's more he's more of the technical boxer. I feel like Danny's probably going to. 
adapt and he's been probably training for this type of fight you know a rugged fighter and you know he's probably gonna catch him a lot with the jabs he's gonna catch him a lot with the with his powerful right hook that he has and left hook you know his hooks is pretty strong Danny Garcia is actually underrated in the power department but I, I don't think he's going to knock him out though I don't think he's gonna knock out Porter but yeah that's pretty much you know that's gonna be his game uh, if Danny Garcia is to win, he needs to keep him at bay. You know, catch him a lot. You know, disrupt him with with your with your with your jab. Just just continue to disrupt um, Porter and don't let him get into a rhythm. And the other way for for Porter to win, he I definitely feel like he needs to just fucking. Be on him the whole time. Be on him, be on him, be on him, be on him. Catch him, keep on catching him. Test his stamina. Test to see how far he can go. And tire him out. And eventually he can knock him out. He could knock out Danny Garcia. But I don't see a knockout happening either way. But if 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 you want to bet for the fight, I will bet Danny Garcia. Though Porter could win. You know, don't you know he could definitely win this fight. And I hope he does. I would like to see Porter. I'd rather see Porter versus Spence. I'd rather see Porter versus Thurman again because I just like his style more. I feel like Danny Garcia is a little bit—he's a little boring. So I want Porter to win, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. If but if I was to bet, I'd definitely bet Garcia over over Porter. Now another big news in boxing, or you know we can even. Big news in fight sports because I actually want to mention that Khabib is fighting Conor McGregor in the UFC. I think it's going to be in Vegas. I, I wish it was in New York, but that's going to be a fucking phenomenal fight. I actually think this is a fight that UFC the UFC needed. I apologize. So it's Friday, the beginning of this podcast. Towards the ending was on Thursday. So I put up the podcast and like a dumbass, I didn't, I didn't, uh, hear the podcast before I, you know, uploaded it because I thought it sounded good, but I didn't hear the whole thing. And towards the end, I was told that it was fucking up and I was sounding robotic. So yeah. Yeah. I have to obviously edit it and I cannot put out a product like that. So I will continue to talk about uh the UFC fight, Khabib versus McGregor, and then also a little more about boxing. <clears throat> now I also forgot to talk about baseball. <laughs> um and I'm going to talk about it now. Not now, but towards the ending of the podcast. So, uh, what I was saying about the Khabib versus McGregor. A lot of people think Khabib is going to win the fight. <clears throat> but, you cannot write off Conor McGregor. A lot of people did that during the Aldo fight. That fucking fight lasted 17 minutes. <laughs> I mean, 17 seconds. It was such a disappointing fight. I thought, I actually thought that was gonna that was gonna be a fight where McGregor probably was going to struggle and lose. 
that did not happen. With one punch, it was over for Aldo. So, I would not write off McGregor. The, the thing is with McGregor, though, is that he hasn't fought in about a year, over a year, for sure. Over a year, he has not fought in combat sport, which is boxing, the last time he fought uh, Floyd Mayweather. He hasn't fought maybe, what, in two years in a UFC fight. So, that could be... Uh, that could be a pretty much a, a factor in his performance against Khabib. Khabib has been on a tear, and people think he's, you know, possibly the pound for pound best right now in the UFC. So it should be pretty interesting. I can't wait for that. Um, also, we have in boxing, uh, whenever is officially announced, Tyson Fury versus versus. Uh, <clears throat> Deontay Wilder, I'm sorry, I'm still sick <laughs> Versus Deontay Wilder It has yet to be officially announced I mean, during Tyson Fury's last fight against Pianeta um, You know, you had you had Wilder go up or whatever They were kind of whatever But they haven't had an official press conference yet So that I'm looking forward for As, you know, if you guys don't know Tyson Fury, he's the lineal, lineal champion, so he's the guy, he's the man that beat the man that beat the man, so he beat Vladimir Klitschko to take all his titles, then he got into drugs and shit, so he got stripped of all his titles, except the lineal, because the lineal, it's not, it's not a real, it's just like an entity saying that you're basically the man, so Deontay Wilder has the WBC strap, which Fury never won, because he's obviously, um, Wilder had it during the time that he that that Fury beat Klitschko. So hopefully we're gonna be seeing that fight maybe in maybe before the end of the year, I say. <clears throat> but it, it should be an interesting fight. One, we know that Deontay Wilder, he, he his fundamentals isn't there. Like, but he is he is learning as he goes. He's definitely better today than he was a, a few years ago. But his fundamentals isn't like Tyson Fury. You know, Tyson Fury has excellent footwork. In his last fight, you know, we we saw again how he is a ring general, Fury, <clears throat> but. You know, Deontay Wilder has that that devastating right hand. He can knock anyone out, and he can definitely knock out Tyson Fury if he catches him. If he catches Tyson Fury, he can definitely knock him out. The only thing is that it's going to be tough to catch him. I mean, we seen a few years ago, I believe it was Cunningham, floored Tyson Fury. I mean, Cunningham lost that fight, but he floored him. So imagine Deontay Wilder, who hits a lot harder. Then Steve Cunningham, I believe that's his first name. Yeah, so it should be pretty interesting, and it's definitely going to be the biggest heavyweight fight in in the U.S. in a long time, in a very very long time. It might happen in Vegas or it might happen in New York, but it's probably going to happen in Vegas. I mean, Tyson Fury he kind of slipped up 
He was like, I'm going to kick your ass all over Vegas or some shit like that. So it's probably going to happen in Las Vegas. We shall see. <clears throat> and of course, next week, next Saturday, we have the big fight. Triple G. Gennady. Gennadyevich. Golovkin. Versus Saul Canelo Alvarez 2. And that fight is a fucking, a real grudge match. These guys do not like each other anymore. All the shit talking, you know, you had with with Canelo and Triple G. Triple G talking a lot of shit about Canelo being a cheater. If you guys don't know, he got caught. He tested positive twice for Combrito Raw. I think I said that right. So, you know, Triple G's like, you're a cheater, this and that. You know, you try to say he's tainted meat. That's fucking bullshit. And Canelo has not liked all this shit talking that that Triple G has said. And and shit has become more, definitely, definitely, definitely more personal. And they're going to look to knock each other out. I'm going to give my predictions next in in our next show. I think we're going to try to do another show next week to make up for the... The few weeks that we didn't make an, we didn't do an episode. Hopefully, uh, Jonathan will, will will be here as well, and I'll give my prediction on that fight. <clears throat> it's gonna be a pretty close one. I'm kind of up in the air who I think is gonna is gonna win. So definitely going to mention it, but it's gonna be a f- maybe a fight of the year candidate. So you definitely gotta watch it. The only downside about that is that's gonna be. Like ninety dollars, the pay per view is like ninety fucking dollars, man. It's crazy. I mean, I guess it's worth it, and I think uh, they have a good undercard going on. Maybe David Lemieux is fighting. I don't know who else is fighting, but I know Lemieux is fighting in the undercard. So, oh, I think he's fighting O'Sullivan, if I'm not mistaken, which is a good fight. I think I think Lemieux is on his way down. So maybe O'Sullivan will win that one, but it, it you know has good on the cards and obviously you have the main event. So it's ninety dollars. Um, is some people gonna pay for it? I don't know. It depends how diehard you are about boxing. I know me and my and my crew, we definitely paying for it. <laughs> We're definitely watching it. So last time in the original podcast, even though it was fucking up. I didn't speak baseball, so I'm going to end it with baseball as best I can. So we're heading towards the playoffs in October. This is the last month of baseball. And shit is getting tight, man, especially in the wild card. So you had the Yankees playing the athletics. And already... I mean, the Yankees, they had a few games. They had a few. They were up a few games, but they played each other three games, and the Yankees are slipping. They are slipping. They are not looking like the Yankees of the first half. I'll tell you that right now. I know some people will probably say, oh, it's because it's because they don't have Judge or D.D. Gregorius, but I don't think that. I think the team should be good enough to not let that affect them as much. They're just not playing good baseball, not playing good fundamental baseball. A lot of errors. Torres has done <clears throat> fatal errors for the Yankees. Severino has not been pitching good lately. CC Sabathia has not been pitching good lately. 
And that's really affecting them. So they played three games and they lost two out of three to the athletics. And so they lost eight to two. It's supposedly the juggernaut offensive team that the Yankees are. Lost eight to two their first game. The second game. No, I'm sorry. That was the third game, actually. The last game they lost eight to two. The first game. They lost six to three. And the second game they won. Five to one. But I tell you what, you look at the you look at the the wild card standings right now. The Yankees are only up three and a half games from Oakland. I still believe that the they're gonna get Didi Gregorius back. It, it sounds like Aaron Judge is going to come back in the late, you know, the end of the towards the end of the season or maybe in the playoffs. I do think they're going to win the first wild card spot. But it's going to be scary to face Oakland. Oakland has proven that they can beat the Yankees. Who are they going to put in game one? I mean, it's only one game, but who are they going to put in the wild card game? Are they going to put the struggling Severino? At this point, you got to kind of think about it. Like, damn, are we really going to put this guy? Like, or should we put Tanaka? Duffy can't put CeCe. I don't think they should put maybe AJ Happ. He's been playing. He's been pitching pretty good for the Yankees lately. Possibly, but I don't know if I would put your ace, which is Severino, in there because he's been he's been playing kind of shitty. And the thing with the Oakland A's right now is their bullpen is 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. So. They can rely on their bullpen, which which nowadays is very important in baseball. It's very, very important to have a great bullpen, and they have it. So the Yankees, they really got to uh, – Yankee fans too. They really got to be scared of, of the Oakland A's. I would definitely be scared of the Oakland A's right now at this moment. And those Red Sox, man, they've been on fire. I, I've I've caught a few of their games, and they just don't lose, man. They just do not lose. I forgot who they were playing this week. Uh, let's see. I think yeah, I think it was the was it the Braves? Hmm. Hold on a second. Yeah, it was the Braves actually. So <clears throat> I think they were losing like. Eight to two or something like that. Let me see if I can pull up the box score here on my phone. Okay, so they were losing. Yeah, eight to one. And in the eighth inning, they scored six. In the ninth inning, they scored two to win. And it was by Brandon Phillips hit the the game-winning home run. Brandon fucking Phillips. I didn't even know he was in the Red Sox, but supposedly he signed with them and he was in the minor leagues this whole time. And I guess when when uh when the rosters expanded, he came up. And yeah, they won. The Red Sox won 9 to 8. 
it's just amazing they're they're <clears throat> the type of season that they're having right now and they're up nine and a half games almost 10 games up on the Yankees and the Yankees are a good team but the Yankee uh the Red Sox are just a fucking super team right now and they are the best team in baseball but real quick uh you know since we're we're reaching the end of the season you know like I said there's there's close races in the NL East you have Atlanta and Philly they're fighting to win that division basically Philly is, is down three and a half games from Atlanta I see Atlanta winning winning it then you have Chicago up four and a half games on 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 Milwaukee I definitely see Chicago winning that division that's theirs it's close in the west Colorado up one and a half games on the Dodgers and two and a half games on Arizona. So this is a a, a division you definitely want to eye, and it can just switch, man. Anyone can win this division. To be honest, it could be the I, I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking the Dodgers are gonna win it, but who knows, man? Honestly, who knows? It, it could definitely be anyone. And uh, American League, the the Red Sox are, are like I said up on the East. Nine and a half games on the Yankees. That's their division for sure. I guess in the American League is is a bit more easier. Other than the West, because in the Central, Cleveland got this. There's 16 and a half games up on Minnesota. So everyone in the in the AL Central is under 500. Because Minnesota is 63 and 76. Uh, except Cleveland. So easy, easy for Cleveland. They can freaking lose... Uh, out, I mean, I lose out, but they can lose a lot of the rest of the games and still make it easily. And then you have Houston and Oakland fighting for a spot, but I do think Houston's gonna win and Oakland is gonna win the second wild card. Um, in and also in the National League wild card, you have Atlanta, uh, wait, I'm sorry, <laughs> you have Milwaukee, St. Louis, and the Dodgers, Arizona, Philly, they're all fighting for a spot. But right now, Milwaukee and St. Louis have the first and second spot. I see I see St. Louis falling off of it, and probably one of the West teams are going to win the, the wild card. Maybe the Dodgers or Arizona or Colorado. We'll see. I know it's a little confusing, but all you got to do is rewind a little bit and listen to me again. <laughs> but this is definitely the time when baseball gets the most interesting. Heading towards the playoffs, and obviously, I love baseball, and I love, I love you know pennant races and the playoffs itself. I, I love it even more when my team is in it, which is the Mets. But unfortunately, yeah, about that, <laughs> they're definitely not in it. So, but I'm glad I got to talk about baseball because, like I said, I totally forgot, forgot about it. And I also didn't talk wrestling. You know, I didn't have plans to talk about wrestling. But, you know, we do have a very important pay-per-view coming up, Evolution, which is the first ever all-women's pay-per-view. And guess who's back in action? 
Trish Stratus will be facing Alexa Bliss. Wow, what a matchup that is, huh? What a matchup. Trish Stratus is is definitely up there, top five in a lot of people's lists as best women wrestler. In my opinion, I like I like Lita. Lita is my favorite. And she'll be facing Mickey James. So you have Trish and Lita. Both gonna be in the evolution pay-per-view, which is awesome. But honestly, I would I would love to see Trish versus Lita. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why not do it? Uh for old time's sake. Fucking have them face each other. <clears throat> I mean, that's one of the legendary um rivals, in-ring rivals, so to speak. In in WWE history, at least in period, even even if you want to include the the guys, you know, uh, I definitely think that that's a matchup to see. But it is what it is. It's not. It's probably not going to happen or whatever. Let's see what other matches they have confirmed. Just haven't really confirmed anything else as of now. Hmm. I wonder when when is evolution? Is that coming up now? Let's see. Oh, it's October twenty eighth. So that's actually not not coming up next. And also, you have the WWE Super Show that's happening, and you're gonna see for the last time Triple H versus The Undertaker. And I don't know about you. But that's that makes me sad, man. Because I grew up watching the Attitude Era. So, or even before that. So, I grew up watching The Undertaker. I grew up watching Triple H, Shawn Michael, guys like that. And this is like the last of a dying breed, man. Like, there's going to be no more Undertaker pretty soon. I'm, you know, obviously he's wrestling here and there. <clears throat> Triple H, he's getting older. You know, we're probably going to start seeing him less. Obviously, Shawn Michaels, he's pretty much retired. And that's it, man. Like, you know, we see, I guess we see Kurt Angle here and there. Um, Kane here and there. I mean, we're going to see Kane a lot less now that he's been, now that he has, what is he, a fucking governor of Tennessee or whatever. So it's it's a good it's a good matchup, but it's also saddening. At least for me, it is. Maybe for, not for the younger generation who haven't followed Undertaker's career or Triple H's career. But the fact is, is that at least for me, because a lot of people disagree with this, matches during that era were better than matches up now. I know, I know. A lot of you guys are like, oh, you just like you just one of those old one of those old guys that, you know, that think new school sucks. It's cause it fucking does suck. <laughs> I mean it doesn't suck horribly or anything like that, but I'm just saying 
compared to what it used to be? Yes. Yes, definitely. But, you know, I'm not here to, to hate or anything like that. I'm not here to hate, all right? <laughs> but we also have the Hell in a Cell coming up. And it looks like the main event is going to be the Universal Champion Roman Reigns against Braun Strowman inside Hell in a Cell. We, we're going to have um, Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. I guarantee you some shit crazy is going to happen, and I hope it does. Hopefully, Jeff Hardy fucking does a swanton off the cage, man. That will be insane, man. And we're going to have also... As of now, um, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, Brian, uh, <clears throat> Daniel Bryan and Bree is they're gonna face Miz and Miss <laughs> in a Hell in a Cell. Then we also have Charlotte versus Becky in Hell in a Cell. Alexa Bliss versus the WWE Women's Champion, which I think she's gonna hold it for a while. By the way. And I was wrong. I thought she was going to win it at WrestleMania. In a hell in a cell. So it should be. It's it's it's, it's stacked already. It's matches. The main event is, is very intriguing. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman is very intriguing. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Again, intriguing. And Jeff Hardy. And a hell in a cell sounds crazy. So I would definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. So WWE has a lot of stuff going on. You have hell in a cell. You have the super, the super, the super showdown, which is October 6th. And then you have evolution coming up, which is building up to be, to be great. And I'm sure they're going to have more, more, um, more females from the past, more women wrestlers from the past. Uh, uh, show up and it's just going to be amazing as far as the super show goes super showdown you have uh, the shield is going to be wrestling and let's see who uh, they're going to face Braun Strowman Daz Ziggler Ziggler I always say his name wrong and Drew Drew McIntyre, I always say that name wrong as well. McIntyre. Uh, you have uh, it's a lot, you know. So it's a three-man tag team match. Then you have Ronda Rousey, the Bella Twins. See the Bella Twins return, which I know they're gonna return in Evolution for sure. Versus the Riot Squad. Again, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. And again, Alexa Bliss. I mean, sorry, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. You have New Day versus The Bar for the tag team titles, and more pending matches. So it, it should be it should be pretty cool. Like I said, WWE looks like they're stacked with shows, and it's definitely gonna be a lot to talk about. But it, so the soup the super the super showdown is in Melbourne, Australia. So here in the U.S., it's gonna probably be in an odd ass time, but. You know, obviously, you can watch it in the WWE Network whenever the fuck you want. But, yeah, it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. 
I'm going to be off this. Next time we're going to be on air. Hopefully it'll be next week and it will be the duo Jonathan Winstone OT in the motherfucking house. And you know, we're going to entertain as always. <laughs> so y'all already know where to check us out. All in one podcast, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. A Podbean, Anchor. Am I missing one? I don't think so. And also, obviously, you can, if you have any questions for us, you can check us out at allinonepod at yahoo.com. And you can check us on social media, All in One Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're active there. We're constantly posting stuff. You guys already know. Check us out there. And just to say one last thing, about the Eminem thing, Joe Budden, you are not better. You have not been better than Eminem this last decade. Look at your numbers. Look at his numbers. The numbers talk. Nobody fucking agree with, agrees with you, so shut the fuck up. Y'all already know this is OT, all in one podcast. I'm out. Oh uh-huh.